0: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Hive High Burst Podcast. This is episode six. I did miss last week, so you're not tripping. I just had a little hiatus, I guess you could say. I had to meet some new family that I never met before. Uh, very fun time for Christmas, for the holiday season. Uh, recording this on New Year's Eve now, so almost done with the holidays. About to kick things up again in 2022. Looking forward to doing that for myself individually so I can cover this team at the fullest capacity at the highest level possible. It's always a good time. But anyway, sticking to 2022, you know, everybody has their own New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. We're going to get into that later on in the show. We're also going to jump more into what they need to improve on. And of course, the two young stars that they have on their team, potentially in LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges. But to start off with, the Hornets have won three straight games to to end the year, to end 2021. So we have a win against Denver, one against Houston, then to close it out, against the Indiana Pacers. All three games were actually pretty interesting, especially the Denver game, since they were the team. thats They're the most consistent postseason threat in the Western Conference. They obviously feature Nikola Jokic, an MVP, somebody we know what to expect from possible triple-double threat. Every night he steps out onto the floor. But uh, they kind of, they had their way with him. It, it was probably the most entertaining game of the three-game winning streak. Of course, um, for those of you guys who don't know, Beating Houston was huge for them because they got kind of outplayed the last time they traveled to Houston to play the game. Um, I believe the game went to overtime last time. Christian Wood had a good game. Uh, Jalen Green had a good – not Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, I'm sorry, had a good game. So the Hornets fell short, and it was mostly because of their defensive effort the last time they were in Houston on a road trip. But to bounce back, back at Spectrum Center, after being away from home as well for – really the past two weeks and they got, they got to play some games at home now. So really nice to see them go out there and just get a win for the hometown team for the fans at Spectrum Center. It was very entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, granted uh, Jalen green and Kevin Porter jr. Did not play in that one, but still, you know, you take a win, a win is a win. And they also held them to under, under a hundred points. I believe don't quote me on that, but I know in the post in the post game, uh, James Borrego really just excited and happy that his team stepped up defensively and actually shut down shut down things that are going on the perimeter, especially for the Rockets. Very young team. Of course, uh, they're not looked at as a real playoff better contender, but, hey, it's an NBA team, and there's NBA-caliber players out there on the other side of the ball, so shout-out to them. Plus, to close out the winning streak, they got to beat the Indiana Pacers again, but the third time this season. And when you talk to Gordon Hayward in the post in the post game presser, he said uh, before the game, they played him the first game of the season. They were down 20 and came back to him next game. The second game of the season against the Pacers, they were up 20 and the Pacers almost came back and won. But the Hornets squeaked it out. And this one, Hayward knew it was going to be a game of runs. And he prepped his team and just, you know, like good veterans do get them over the hump, sustain the run and close them out silently. Terry Rozier also put up a 35 point night, which is a season high for him. So, real dope to see them close out the year, and also have now a long break up until they won't play their next game until January second. So, real cool to see them get three days off as well after winning three straight games. Uh, to roll into it into the next segment, though, uh, there's three things that we should all be looking forward for the Hornets. Uh, obviously, they need to stay healthy. Uh, we all know that COVID-19 has hit not just at most NBA franchises, but hell, most NFL and NHL franchises as well. Every organization in sports is getting bombarded with COVID-19 cases. So just stay low. You know, like we've we seen LaMelo's brother Lonzo talk about in the post game and the pregame pressure that uh, all I do is hoop. Uh, I stay low. I go ahead and just take care of business. I get back to the hotel. I just... I just play basketball. That's that's it. Obviously, he got COVID, but uh, it was it was a real genuine response that like there's no need to go out and party. There's no need to go out and club. Of course, the NBA's jam packed full of full of 20, 20 and 30 year olds that probably want to step out and have a good time from time to time. Awesome. But at the same time, man, it's probably not the smartest move, especially clubs and bar scenes aren't exactly controlled spaces. So really just want players to go ahead and have a chance to, to just play to their full capacity because we know the Hornets could be a, probably a lot better record wise than what they were. They didn't miss Lamelo for 10 games. And right now they've missed miles and PJ for an extended amount of time as well. Terry Rozier extended amount of time as well. So it's just, they're they're 19 and 17 right, right now this, at the time this uh, podcast is recorded, but w- they could probably be better. Their record probably could be, you know, well over 20 wins maybe. I'm not saying that they'll be number one in the East or nothing like that, but they could be in the top three to four seed range because right now the Cleveland Cavaliers are 20 and 15 and everybody's raging and raving about them. And rightfully so they deserve all the praise, but the Hornets are right there. Maybe if they just had a little bit more luck in terms of health, we could see them over a team like Cleveland right now who has been playing out of their mind. Number two, my next new year's resolution for LaMelo and the Hornets is just defensive effort. We've seen them give up over 110 points a lot of games this season. I've heard over and over again in postgame pressers from James Borrego, from Terry Rozier, from Miles Bridges, who gets pissed off about when they just miss a shot on the offensive end and they go back and just hang their heads defensively. They give up an easy bucket. You can't let offense dictate what you're going to do on the defensive side of the ball. That's why they, they call it two sides of the ball, right? There's two ends of the court. You shoot and score on one and on the other, you strap up and make sure that the team doesn't get what they want. No easy baskets around the rim, no open threes, make everything contested, make everything 48 minutes of hell is how things need to be. And right now the Hornets are top 10 in in defensive rating, but how long will they stay there? And to me, I'm not really a big, like, you know, percentage guy in terms of like your defensive rating, your PER and stuff. It's good numbers to look at. It's good knowledge to know. But at the end of the day, it really is just effort. You wanna you wanna stop somebody on the other on the excuse me on the other end of the floor. You're gonna go out there and do it. You're gonna go out there and make it happen. And I haven't seen that every possession from the Hornets as a whole. Of course, we know Cody Martin, Miles Bridges are two of their best defensive perimeter defenders. Mason Plumlee gives it his all on the inside, but he needs help defense a lot of times when guarding. You know some of the league's better big men. Like we've seen him, we'll see him get eat up by Jokic. Of course, Jokic is just an MVP, Embiid, MVP caliber player, Karl Towns. We need help defense and swarming defense, no pun intended for the Hornets, but on, on star big men like that, everybody else on the outside, like if you're playing like a Kevin Durant, you know he's going to get 30 on you possibly. You do what you can, you make life tough. I just need to see more of that. We all need to see more of that going down the road in 2022. And lastly, my last New Year's resolution for the Charlotte Hornets is so simple. It's all about growth. They're such a young team. Think about how Lamelo's not old enough to drink yet. Miles Bridges isn't even a quarter century old yet. He's not 25 yet. He's only 23. And of course, one of their veterans in Terry Rozier is only 27 years old. So he's really just now getting into the prime of his career, which is the perfect, perfect opportunity for the Hornets to capitalize and have him, you know, for the next five years or so, whatever big contract extension you just signed. So he will be there for the foreseeable future. So they just need to keep on progressing, keep getting better. It's just that simple. Like, look at at a team like the Cavaliers, who are only two wins better or a couple wins better than what the, the Hornets are, but everybody's raving about them because they've just been drafting assets. Like, say what you want about Colin Sexton before the injury, but he was scoring at an alarming rate. Darius Garland, say what you want about him, but he looks like he really figured it out. And then obviously they hit the lottery by drafting Evan Mobley, who could be the rookie of the year. Then in free agency, you sign a guy like Ricky Rubio. You happen to get Laurie Markkinen over there. So the the Cavs have a nice nucleus of talent now. It's like, whoa, what the hell happened? You know, but it's the same case for the Hornets. They drafted LaMelo Ball, obviously, a couple of seasons before you get Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington in the mix. And you make key free agency signings like Gordon Hayward, like Terry Rozier, like Mason Plumlee, guys that you know are going to just be do good for the team as they continue to gel and mesh together. And that's why the Hornets are well on their way to possibly making the postseason. And the more they stay healthy, like in resolution number one, that's why like, we know that this team is able to stay cohesive and stay together. They can make a run at the postseason as long as they're good, as long as they're healthy. The defensive effort is important, yes, but health is even health is wealth, man. Health is number one at the top of the list for a reason, for me at least. And I think if they do that, they continue to grow, they give effort defensively and just make plays on both sides of the ball. The Hornets can make the playoffs. Right now, they're at the seventh spot at the time of this recording, but they can definitely make a push for the postseason if everything goes right for them. Now, to close out this last segment, branching off of the growth, LaMelo Ball. Possible all-star this year. We we talk about the averages all the time about twenty-seven and seven. I don't have the numbers pulled up to be honest, but the guy has been playing franchise-altering basketball. Obviously, without him, the Hornets probably are with it, are where they are right now. I think we can all agree to that. Miles Bridges has been playing out of his mind as well, and to me, arguably the best player on the team. Of course, LaMelo is the the engine that makes him go. He's the head of the snake, the main playmaker. You know the shit, shit the superstar. You know, to be honest, but Miles Bridges is just that that beast on both sides. I I like a good two way player. And I believe that every championship team has to have some type of form of a two way player to like really be successful. Like think think back to the Golden State Warriors championship runs like no Steph isn't exactly the greatest two way player. He's more offensive minded. Draymond's more defensive minded, but he can do a lot of things for you on the offensive side of the ball. But the real guy, the real key for me was Klay Thompson, even though everybody's like they could probably fill this void with another shooter or whatever. Have you like being a two way player, being, being able to put up 20 points a game and to go on the other end of the thing of the end of the court? Excuse me again. And being able to just shut down a player. It's amazing. It's underappreciated. And that's why the Miami Heat in 2020 against the Lakers got there, because Jimmy Butler is a dog on both sides of the ball. And we know that. The Lakers have LeBron James. LeBron plays defense when he wants to. When he commits to it, he can lock you up. And obviously, you know, he's a triple-double threat. He's good to give you 30 if he wants to. So, like, the Hornets have that. Not, not saying he has, like, LeBron-esque type of potential or nothing like that, but Miles Bridges is a beast. And he's a great two-way player for the Hornets right now, being just 23 years old. LaMelo Ball, young playmaker in the making, right? Like, he's, he's already a top-five playmaker in the league, potentially. And I think an all-star bid is very realistic for LaMelo in 2022 in February in Cleveland. That should be penciled in. Hell, he might even be a starter. I tweeted that out a couple of nights ago. Like that's a real possibility for this young man. And Miles Bridges even too could possibly an all-star. I don't know about a starter, but averaging 20 plus points a game, you know, eight rebounds and like three assists, whatever it is, like he's hooping at a very high level, at a level we didn't see. I know for a fact he should be the most improved player. I don't know if he'll be an all-star. But in 2022, a guarantee should be LaMelo Ball being an all-star and Miles Bridges winning the most improved player report. And you heard it here first on High Burst Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jerry D. Uh, Great talking to you guys in in 2021. Excited to see what 2022 holds for me and my future just with this company covering this great game that we all love covering this great young organization and and I hope everybody has a blast this new year man. everybody be safe Happy New Year.